Okay. You all right there? Kill me. <laughs> In fact, actually, if you could just leave. Yeah, that's That would be great. I need to take a nap. And this is just going to be like, it's just going to be two hours of just... Groaning. We're just like... Uh, we're just sweating and yeah, groaning. I can, you can literally hear you sweat on the microphone. <clears throat> I have these. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> Where am I? It's going to be awesome. This is going to be amazing. This is the temporary theme song for The Media Lunch Break. Ready? Ready as you'll ever be. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, everybody, where we give you all of your comic geek and movie news and all the time that it takes to eat a good sandwich and probably take a handful of Excedrin. I'm Chris Treeb. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunsay. Hello, Andrew. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to talk very loudly this episode because Andrew's hungover. No. Why Why are you drunk? Why did you? Why? I'm not drunk. Why Why drunk? Why drinking? Why? Why? Why does anybody drink, Chris? That's true. That's good. Just keeping the demons at bay just putting them you gotta empty out the bottles to put them in there oh my god you know what i'm saying (laughs) was this some sort of very slow suicide attempt what's going on no this was this was just a a fun night out followed immediately by a not fun day just by a a fun night out followed by a day of regret yes which most of my days are but this one had a fun night out to begin with so that's fine well there you go no it's a a friend of mine who uh, evidently wants me dead uh, yeah, and uh, it was it was his <laughs> wife's birthday, and I drank as much as I was comfortable with, and then out of character for regular birthdays, she bought me a drink, and that's all I needed. Are you saying what I'm looking edge. at is done by one drink? Uh, yes. Oh God. I mean, it's tech. I mean, technically, it's done by probably six or seven drinks. All right, that's fair. That's fair. What's your what's your poison? What's your uh, evidently turpentine or some sort of <laughs> <laughs> something similar? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't like beer. I don't like wine. I found that I'm very partial to ciders. So I love those. a good cider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, liquor. Yeah. But I barely know her. <sighs> ah, I don't think yay. I would laugh at that even if I wasn't. Yay. Yay! So, so last night I had I tried something that eighteen-year-old uh, me would be very happy to know that I tried last night. Something called <laughs> sex. <laughs> You're so pleased with yourself. I'm so happy with myself. Uh, I'm so funny. I'm pleased as punch. I'm so so funny. That was a great joke, Chris. Oh man! No, it's something called brose. Brose. This is a real thing. Oh god! But it's, Does it uh, come with a popped collar? <laughs> I wish. It, no, it's a it's a cider made from blueberries. Which oh, that sounds delightful. Actually, it? I'm sad I insulted it. It's awful. Is it really? Yeah, it was terrible. Who makes it? Probably the guy behind the bar. Oh, had a squishy socks or something. <laughs> he just rings. He's like, yeah, this is a hard cider. He just rang out a rag right into a glass. Yeah, maybe a rat. It wasn't very good, so I switched to Jameson. <laughs> there you go. That's, you know, that's... Yeah. <sighs> and right. then we had a shot of gin, like, Ugh. collectively. Ugh, gin? Ugh. That's what I said. My grandmother drinks gin. Listen, it's made out of pine cones, and it was made so the poor could have something. It's made out of pine cones, and it tastes like it's made out of pine salt. It's disgusting. Ugh. Let's just 
Listen. I mean, really, after, it sounds like after drinking that blueberry rag swill and then a couple of Jameson Straits neats on the rocks. <laughs> I mean, who cares after that, you know? You could have been drinking kerosene and hobo piss, but I can, that I can, matter. I can feel sweat rolling down my body. Yeah. <laughs> my it's whole just, body. It's, Listen. It's just pouring out. Let's move on to the important things. You want to get to the news? Has your wife listened to this podcast? Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> No, so far, <laughs> last week on the show, I think in both in both halves of the episode, I stated that my wife keeps saying that she will listen to the show, mm-hmm. and I maintain that she will never listen to the show, right. and that if any of my wife's friends are listening right now, don't tell her, Correct. because I want to test how long it takes her to actually listen to the show, and I'm going to talk about her on the podcast until she listens to the show, right? In which case we won't have a podcast anymore because I'll be dead. But right. so far, she's not said anything, and I'll know when she when she knows. Oh, I'll know. But she's definitely. She'll be in the doghouse. I'll be in the witness protection program. Wow. At that point, but she has not listened to the show because she's not said anything. She will not listen to the show. She says she's going to. It's a bunch of crap. She's. I love my wife, but she is so full of bullshit that it's unbelievable. Oh my God. She's never going to listen to the show. That being said, if you're listening right now, sweetheart, I love you very much, and you are the light of my life. All right, the second most important thing. <clears throat> yes. If I order a pizza right now, will you eat some? Oh, most definitely. All right. All right. This is going to make good podcasting. You want to do the news while you order a pizza? Yeah. Okay. As always, I give you the choice of where do you want to start first. I got Marvel news. I got DC news. Do you want to start with Marvel or DC, Andrew? Marvel. Too bad. I want to talk about Predator. <laughs> like to catch a Predator? Nope. So there's a new Predator movie coming out. Do you know who's directing it? Oh, um, Chris Hansen. Nope. Who is it? It's Shane Black. Oh. We like Shane Black. I don't. Yes, you do. Nope. What are you talking about? Iron Man 3. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Haven't seen it. Wait, you haven't? No. I thought we had discussions about how we both like this movie. We sure have Have we just had discussions about how I like this movie and how you should see this movie? Likely. That sounds more accurate. And how no one should ever see Iron Man 3. No. All right. Yeah. But Shane Black is doing... Wait, Shane Black is amazing and you're crazy. Just because of Iron Man 3. I have not seen a movie of his that I've liked. Lethal Weapon. The first one? Yes. He didn't direct it. He wrote it. Yeah, right. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. But it doesn't make up for the abomination that... What about, um... Like Robocop 3? Uh, no. Wait, uh, he also did, um... Uh, what's that one called? Long Kiss Goodnight, which no, is you're thinking renowned... of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. No, well he did that too. That was his first direct. Did he do the job. Long Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Night? Yes. Does he just name everything with the same buzzwords? Uh, yes, and he also puts everything during Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Oh. If you think about it, think about it. Lethal Weapon. Iron Man Three. Iron Man Three. Um, you haven't seen it. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. What the hell is that about? Christmas. What is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? No, no, no. What is that about? Why is... Why? I don't know. I think he likes to do it. He's he's known to like to subvert the genre a little bit by making it like during Christmas, which is a very wholesome time, I would assume. And so I guess. And then that. he puts stuff that isn't wholesome yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Juxtaposition or something. Interesting note. He is also in The First Predator. Did you know that? Like with lines? Yeah. Anyway, back to the actual story. 
as you're still looking up pizza. I'm not looking it up. I'm ordering it. Are you? Oh, are you doing it? I thought you were going to call them. Fuck that. Why would I talk to a person in 2016? That's true. In I, New York City. I ask this at, myself at least once a week. Why do you talk to a person? Um, once a week. Is it, is it on Mondays? Yep, it's on Mondays. <laughs> um, so uh, Shane Black is directing. I think he's also writing the new Predator movie. Oh. And they just picked up their lead star, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah? Yeah. He's good. He is good. I worry that he's a little <clears throat> old? Or or not necessarily old, but he's not a... He's not a spry man. He's not a Schwarzenegger. No, he's not. Although they got Adrian Brody for one of them, um, right? And in the second one, it was Danny Glover. Oh. So... Yeah, he should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's... I, I mean, that's part of what I found interesting is that, yeah, he's not an, a Schwarzenegger. He's not a big tough guy. Right. Um, he's not an action star. I mean, he sort of is, He's but kind he's of it. With, um... What's that one he was just in? Sicario? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um... So that I think that's going to make for an interesting thing. I mean, do you like do, do you what do you think about this franchise? I mean, how do you feel on it? This is one that I'm probably like right on the fence of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's make some more. There's still some good to be done some... and let's just put it in the grave. Right. Right, right, right. I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. Yeah, I mean, I like I mean, first of all, I love the first Predator movie. Yeah, it's great. I've seen the second Predator movie and it's not good. Yeah, I've same. seen. I think I've seen both of the Aliens versus Predators, which ruin it. Yeah, I've just seen ruin it. the franchise. I refuse. Um, and I haven't seen the Robert Rodriguez one, the one with Adrian Brody. Um, I haven't either. I've heard good and I've bad heard things. good and bad things, yeah. but it actually looks really interesting. The director's really interesting. The concept is really interesting. Go. What do you want on the pizza? Uh, what do you? What do you? One well, topping. What do you, what do you normally get? Uh, garlic. Ooh. Garlic and no, just one topping. This is oh, a special. Oh, I thought, oh I, I thought you meant. Oh, okay. There's like a deal. That's like a large. It's With the same one thing topping. I get, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Sounds yeah. good. I'll take garlic. It's very Why good. Um, God, we're just revealing so many intimate secrets. Do you like Pepsi? Episode. I do like Pepsi. Great. Pepsi, it is. Mm. This episode is going to take a weird turn when we break out the candles and just have a candlelit mm, dinner together. Run a bath. Mm, Play some nice. Kenny G. Listen, we've already established that we cuddle for warmth. We do. As well as other reasons. Um, we will, so this is what we've learned on this podcast. The, on this episode so far, we learned that we record on Mondays, we like garlic on our pizza, we drink Pepsi, you don't know how to control your liquor, and my wife doesn't listen to my podcast. Control my liquor like I'm a, a airbender. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is ridiculous. All right, so yeah, so Benicio del Toro is going to be the new in the new movie. I think this is actually really good. I think this is a good fit. I think Shane Black is going to be really good uh, for this franchise. Um, I think this is kind of up his alley. Yeah. I'm going to be interested to see someone like Benicio Del Toro go up against something like The Predator. I don't think... We've never seen him in a movie like this before. That was... Yeah, that's sort of what I meant by he's kind of an action star. But... Yeah. But that's what I mean. I, I'm interested to see him take that kind of really off-kilter, um, dark thing that he has going for him in, like, The Usual Suspects or Sicario or something like that and put it into... A mainstream action movie, yeah, like the Predator franchise. Definitely, I think that's. I think this is going to be a really cool fit. Well, I'm very excited to see. Hopefully, there will be more opportunity to see a man who and Schwarzenegger kind of did this, <clears throat> but Schwarzenegger had both, which 
I don't think would work again. He was both just like a, a marvel of a human being. To, right. Like he clearly could lift the predator over his head. Right. And he could. In half. He could fight the predator. Right. In hand. In hand. hand sure. <clears throat> but he also utilized very frequently survival tactics. Yeah. 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 To sort of help him. Yeah. Win. This is gonna. This. I'm I, hoping they do that more with him. I. But that's what I mean. When yeah. I read this, I was like, oh, this is gonna rely a lot on stealth mm-hmm. and a lot on hunt and things like that. Yeah. Which is gonna be really cool. Now they haven't released what the movie exactly what the movie is about. They haven't released like. In the first one, they were in the woods. In the second one, they were in, like, Detroit or L.A. I think it's L.A. I think they're in yeah, L.A. some city. Um, the first one's so good. The first one's great. And the second one is in a city, which sounds interesting, but turned out was not. Yeah. Well, and the same thing happened with Jurassic Park. Second one, yeah, they, second they brought one, the dinosaur into, like, New York or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, and it's okay. Yeah. Um, and then the third one is them going to the planet of the Predators, which is actually sounds really cool. Oh, this upcoming one? Is? No, the third one, the one with the Robert Rodriguez With Adrian one. Brody? Yeah, Man, that's the plot. That. It's that they get dropped onto a Ice planet Earth. or a planet that is ruled by the Predators or they use that planet for hunting. What is, the, what is the reason for that? Because that's what the pre- Predator does. They're hunters. They hunt for sport. Why Why do we drop people <clears throat> off on the planet? We don't. They do. Oh, I see. It's like They've a game preserve. People. They collected a bunch of people with various skills um, I see. And then drop them onto the planet and then hunt them. Um, that's, from again, from not seeing it, I'm right. pretty sure that's what the plot is. Okay. Um, you got one or do you, are you still ordering pizza and you want me to go again? I'm still ordering a All pizza. Right, I'll go again. All this right. is a simple one. Um, Tom Cruise officially signed on for Mission Impossible 6. Oh, good. Yeah. So that's fine. That's cool. I don't think I've seen one since the second one. I've had that taste in my mouth. Three is great. I've heard that. Is that the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman? That is the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman, directed by J.J. Abrams. I've seen scenes from it. That one is great. The fourth one is directed by Brad Bird. That one's pretty good, too. I've not seen the last one. Yeah, the one where he hangs out of a plane. Yeah, so it's directed by Christopher uh, McQuarrie? Is that it? Yeah, Chris McQuarrie um, is directing that. He also directed, I think, if I remember, he directed the last one as well. Okay. And he directed Jack Reacher. He's, he's been with Cruise for a little bit. My question is, are we, do we get excited about these movies anymore? And not, why we, we, I don't mean you and me, but like the general public. Do we get excited about these movies now because we're actually interested in the movie or because we want to see if Tom Cruise one day will accidentally kill himself doing a weird stunt? Well, I don't think, I, I don't think that's the reason because if he did we wouldn't have the movie then and by yeah. the time the movie came out we would know that that had happened yeah but we all get so excited when he signs on for a new one and the, like in the fourth one he hung off a building and in the fifth one he hang, he hung himself off of a plane did. well if he hung himself off of a plane I think he'd be dead no he did that was his he I hung mean, himself he was, yeah well, off of a plane yeah. <laughs> oh Andrew your play on words is hilarious you haven't even read my play yet um no, your hangover is killing me. Um, but yeah, I, that's that's my only question. Is like, do we go to these movies now just to see what weird shit Tom Cruise agrees to do, or are we actually interested in these in these movies? I'm not. I mean, I yeah, I haven't been since the second one. I think we do go to see them because of that, because we're interested in them. But I think we're interested in them because they always do unique things that astound us. Like every movie has to have something that's more important or more interesting or, or than crazier the than the last one. Right. And in fact, I've, if I remember correctly, him flying up in that plane yeah. is the opening scene. Is it really? I haven't I seen think so. it. I looked up that scene just to watch it. Okay. And the scene ended with the opening credits. Oh. So I was like. 
I think it is. Uh, I think it's how they open the movie, and it's just got to be the best part, right? I mean, I would imagine. In the last, in the fourth one, the most impressive thing that he did was there was a long scene where he had to get from one floor of a build of the tallest building in, in the world, the one in Dubai, right. from one window to another window, right? Like from the outside. And that was actually him, and he was, like, scaling the thing, and there's no net or some bullshit level. Sure. Um, but that's what I mean. That's what that's what always kind of prompts these movies, and I'm like, how many times are we going to do this? Yeah. It's no, kind of... It, it's almost... It's almost morbidly weird, the way that we all <laughs> react to this, because we kind of encourage him to do this. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, because if he were like most actors, he would have a stunt double. And I yeah. think he does, but he, does, he doesn't... but he doesn't want to use it. Right. And I don't really know how they get away with that. Well, but to me, and that's part of the morbid thing about this is that if this were 20 years ago and he was kind of more in his prime than he is now, uh, his star power was more in his prime oh, now, sure. um, the, the insurance company in the studio would insist on it. And now he's not as big of a draw. And so one of the things he does to become a bigger draw is is do his own stunts. To see, like, oh, watch this big star do his own stunts. Yeah. And we all kind of, like, encourage that. And like and that's what I mean. It's like, yeah. eventually, we're going to get to, like, MI-10, and he's going to be doing some great, like, watch Tom Cruise re-enter the orbit in a spacesuit, <laughs> yeah. and he just blows up in the sky, and we're like, oh... <laughs> I think we pushed him too far, oh. and that's what I mean. Like it's a and it'll weird... have been all of your fault. Oh, yeah, because I didn't see it. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't pay to see it, so it doesn't count. I probably wouldn't see it. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna see it. Um, are you done ordering your pizza? Then? Yeah, I'm done ordering a you pizza. Got some, you got some news? I got some you... news. All right, go for it. Someone data mined um, Pokemon Go the with the last update. They went into the code and checked it out. Okay, and it looks like there's going to be. Uh, a compatibility available for the Android Watch as well, making yet another thing from the Apple Keynote completely irrelevant. So, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, Apple's still going to beat it. It doesn't matter. Andrew has he, he, an Android and I have an iPhone, and I, and I maintain that Andrew's phone sucks and that he's a communist. Look, one of those things is true. <laughs> yeah. Your phone sucks. Damn it. Yeah, it does. Um... That's cool, though. I mean, that's yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's it's funny, though, because I remember that being, like, a pretty big deal that the Apple Watch was going to support yeah, well, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now, now, they, and now they've you know, quickly been like, we can do it, too. Well, I think they already... I think it must have been done at the same time. Sure. You know? And Apple yeah. was just, like, announced it first. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Android hasn't I mean. announced it. Yeah. They just have the ability to, evidently. Right, 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 right. I mean, I... That's great, because... Well, then what else? What the hell else are these watches for, really? Other than Pokemon? Well, I mean, that's to me. I mean, I don't own an Apple Watch, and I will say as much as I love Apple products, I have no desire to get an Apple Watch. I think the real reason is to get your pedometer steps up while you're masturbating. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. I stayed home one Saturday afternoon and ran an entire mile. Um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's just little things like this. So it, it only makes sense. Like if you're if you're Pokemon Go and you're not going to be compatible with every smartwatch ever, you're an idiot. Because what's the point of having like a walking game where you go out and do that if you don't have compatibility with a yeah. smartwatch? It's just dumb. Yeah. So we talked about Star Trek Discovery. 
At some point. At some point. We talked about Star Trek Discovery. Um, Star Trek Discovery has been delayed until May. Why? Um, that's a good question. I don't really know. And it doesn't... They haven't really said. They they kind of give you the general... You know, you we want to make sure we do this right answer. And giving them more time gives, time gives them time to really craft a thing. Here's the thing that's interesting. It was supposed to premiere in January. We're in September now. Um, all I know are the writers. That's all I know. There's they released a little bit about characters and things like that. There's no cast. There's no cast. I've not seen any leaked production photos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's nothing. Do you there's... think this is just? Um, you think they're holding back because angry nerds are angry that there's a woman as the lead? <laughs> no, I. But I mean, listen. Angry nerds are going to be angry about anything. Yeah. So if you're going to die on some hill, that's a pretty good hill to die on, I guess. But at the same time, I just. I don't know what's going on. I don't know from the writer's room that they have. I don't think that it's trouble cracking scripts. Maybe they're just having trouble casting the right people. Could be. Um, Seems important now more than ever. Yeah. And that's it's so, the success I, maybe of the movies. they're taking their time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this being, yeah, with the success of the movies, this is a, the first series that's going to be post new movies. Yeah. The first series that can kind of, sort of take place in the new movie universe if they decided to go that direction. Right. It's also the first show that... Well, it was going to be the first show that premiered on CBS All Access, which is CBS's new venture into complete online uh, content. Oh, yeah. They're Netflix. Yeah, so they've delayed it. And like I said, I can only assume it's because they they really have not gotten anything like called together. (laughs) They haven't gotten anything done. It is a big undertaking. And so I think they, they when they say, like, listen, we want to take the time to do this right, yeah, I, think I actually point. believe that and not, like, we're saying that, but really it's just a giant hot mess. I don't think it's giant well, hot Well, I don't mess. think they've done enough to... To make it a giant hot mess yeah. yet. Yeah. So I think they're... I think it's still fine. All right. Uh, what do you got? I got... Uh, oh, there was released... This isn't probably... Maybe this won't make it into the cut. Okay. <laughs> but, because uh, it's not very funny. But... <laughs> Listen, we're hard-knocking journalists here. All right, I'm going to preface this with, unless you feel comfortable making 9-11 jokes. Oh, man, this is going to make it in the cut. Yeah, here we go. So, Lilo and Stitch? I know. Get ready. Where are we going with this? Lilo and Stitch. Originally, this was... Someone put up a side-by-side comparison of the original footage. I don't know if it was just released, but this video just came up. Uh Originally, the movie was going to end... With a 747 flying into buildings in a crowded city. What? And they had to change it because 9-11 happened. So they changed it to, I think he gets in like a spaceship and ends up like crash landing on an uh, an island around Hawaii somewhere at the very end. What? Yeah, that's a real thing. You can look up the footage on YouTube. Did you look it up? Yeah. Does it look like, does it look? It's almost identical to the original, like what was released, but instead of a spaceship, it's a 747. And instead of, like, they're, they're just tiny scenes cut out yeah, of yeah, like yeah. there are like a lot of reaction shots of civilians walking around a regular city there's like a guy crossing the street and he looks over and sees the plane coming that's now sort of thing. is this just like still this is drawings or is it it's like a finished yeah, it's, like it's a disney movie. frames yeah really yeah it looks like they finished it and had to just say wait we gotta change everything at the last minute really yeah isn't that gnarly that's craziness yeah that's fascinating. I always find that stuff fascinating. Yeah. Things like well, yeah, Spider Man did the same Spider-Man, thing. Spider Man, I you can you can see that commercial online, and this is a really good commercial. Which 
The, what was that commercial? It was in the oh, you mean the commercial that the has tra- the yeah that, that has scene. the that scene in it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was sorry. gonna say that was in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, sorry. The way that I had heard about the the scene in the right. movie is like oh, they were gonna put this in the trailer and it never came out. <clears throat> so that's that's my that's interesting. Next piece of news. That's fan- fascinating. Yeah. Um, did you see the new Commissioner Gordon? Photo I come sure out? did. What did you think? I mean, it's it's hard to i mean there's barely anything right there. You, you don't see a whole lot but <laughs> yeah. like what are your did you have any first impressions that kind of let down that he's not super jacked in it yeah but you know what he's got a <laughs> trench coat on yeah. you can't really see look i just want to see the arc where he becomes batman after seeing the photo of right. jk simmons we're like getting just jacked, getting jacked behind and which evidently he just always is yeah i mean if you've seen have you seen whiplash but even well before that. No, but I'm just saying, like, you uh, can see yeah. guns and what yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see it. I mean, I haven't seen Oz, but I'm sure yeah. he was in good shape for Oz. Um, there's evidently, uh, he was he was interviewed about it, and people were like, oh, you're really getting into shape for Commissioner Gordon. And he said, well, no, actually, I'm not. I, I have a personal trainer. This is my regular this routine. just what I do. He said there was one, he did a TV show, and he watched it, and he was like, man, look how, look how unhealthy that guy is. And it was a character he didn't want to play, but he needed to for the money. Right. Um, and it's like, it was for, like an overweight sort of side guy right, right. Um, with like a few lines and right. he was like these are the parts I'm always going to get if I don't Look get like into that. shape yeah. right so he got into shape and then vowed to himself that he would never get out of shape and he's been working out and eating right ever since yeah he's I mean he's a he's a pretty fit dude yeah um but yeah, yeah it's, and it's fine I mean the, the pictures it's fine you know it was uh, this is where I always get torn about about these things because like it, I saw it and I was like that looks great. Like, he looks great. Yeah. That looks... Um, does he have a mustache? He does have a mustache. The bat signal looks really cool. Like, it all harks back to... Um, is that word Harkins? Harkins. Yeah, it does. It, it is Harkins. Wow. Even through the drunken haze that you're in right now. Is that going to be a new segment where I correct a word? Sure. Nice. Um, I mean, I wouldn't call it a segment if it happens eight times an episode, sure. which is probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, cause I speak in the, the English bad. Uh, so everything what is I it see, harken back to? It harkens back to, um, kind of a Fleischer-esque look to things. Um, even, even the Superman, even Superman's costume. Do you, you know what I mean by Fleischer? No. Fleischer was the, the old cartoons of Superman. Oh, okay. Uh, they had a very fluid movement to them, and they had like a kind of like an art deco. You mean like the old 70s? No, farther back. Oh, really? Farther back. Maybe that's what I'm like thinking of. Like the 40s, I think. I think it was like the 40s. Oh, the like black and white? They're not, they're in color, but... Ugh, I don't know any of this. Um, but they're, look them up, they're, they're great, but they're known to have, like, a really fluid movement to them and, every, and everything. They were really Art Deco-inspired. Yeah. But, like, I remember having this feeling the first time I saw Henry Cavill in the Superman suit for Man of Steel. Like, the S is really big, and it's kind of really picturesque and yeah. everything. Um, and I'm like, oh, they're going for a very, that, that's what I thought they were doing. And every okay. time I see one of these photos, I get really excited. I'm like, oh, that's going to be really cool. They're going for a really... Um, kind of stylized version of this that's going to look really good, and then it's not. 
then it's like a stylized costume in a very real world and sure. it feels and it looks really odd yeah so i'm torn because i saw this picture and i was like that looks like commissioner gordon it doesn't yeah. look like a guy playing commissioner gordon right it's like the hat and the mustache and the trench coat and the fire escape wooden door thing and the cool looking back and yeah. the plastic and the, i was like that looks like commissioner gordon and so my hopes are up Mm-hmm. But I'm just waiting for them to be yeah. dashed again. As soon as the movie comes out. As soon as I see actual footage. <sighs> Zack Snyder, man. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like he paints a beautiful picture. The The one thing that it has going for it is, like, I also saw the Justice League trailer, and I really like that too, and that looks yeah, really cool. Yeah, it does cool. look really good. So I'm hoping... But so did all of these movies so far, right? Yeah, they Even did. with the trailers. I mean, the, the Suicide Squad trailer is one the, of the best trailers of the I've year. I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. So... That's, I mean, again, it's the same old thing. But here's here's the thing about J.K. Simmons. Okay. J.K. Simmons was in Spider-Man yes. with Tobey Maguire. You son of a bitch. I can't believe you just... God damn it. How did I fall for this? Hurry up and finish. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I'd heard that. Yeah. Uh, Tobey Maguire. I know you're buck 25. Who was in uh, Tropic Thunder... How did we get there last time? No, Tobey Maguire was mm-hmm. not in Tropic Thunder. He sure Thunder. was. Who was he in Tropic Thunder? He was, um, he played himself in, uh, in one of uh, Robert Downey, or sorry, Kirk Lazarus's movies at the beginning. They were in the Irish Holy Priest. shit, he was in that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, All right, so, so Tropic going, Thunder with, uh, with, um, J.K. Simmons was in Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire was in Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was in The Avengers with Samuel L. Jackson, who was in The Hateful Eight with Tim Roth, who was in Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead with Gary Oldman, who was in JFK with Kevin Bacon. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about it? Thank God that's over. No, no, I mean about the news. Not anymore. Why not? Because you've ruined it. All right. Well, then I'll go. Yes, you go. Did you hear what movie trailer broke the record for most views in a 24-hour period? No. The original, the original uh, record holder, right, was The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. With, um, I know who's in The Force Force Awakens. With 112 million views. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, see what, I see what you're going for. Take a guess at what trailer beat that record. Did it? When did? Uh, when did it come out? When the, was this, this past week? This past week. Without thinking about when it came out, just name some that you would expect. What's a because it's possible you didn't even know this trailer was released. So what's some big movies that you would expect? Doctor Strange. Sure, could be. It's not. Rogue One. Oh, that'd be a good one. Nope. Um, the Arrival. I don't know what that is, but no. Okay. You give up? Yep, I give up. Fifty Shades Darker. Wait, that trailer came out. Fifty Shades Shittier. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, we're dudes, so that movie no, is not no, for us. absolutely not. It's this not is unacceptable. It's not for humans. It's not for people with eyeballs and ear holes. <laughs> I mean... It's for people with other holes. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Oh. It, it, so it now uh, holds the record with 114 million views. And what was Star Wars in? 112 million. And so it beat it by 2, two million. million views? Oh, man. I know. I'll tell you what, though. All right, go ahead. I'm pretty sure we could start a groundswell and get that and get the Force Awakens trailer back. It's within you know. the first 24 hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, crazy. So we've got to wait until 
But do you think this is going to be like the new one of the new things that like they're like oh this movie broke the opening day record for whatever whatever. Well, the Force Awakens was a while. I mean, it wasn't a long time ago, but like Rogue, but like Rogue One didn't, Justice League didn't. Yeah, yeah. Fifty Shades. I think the previous record holder was Iron Man Three. How? Why? How? Why? Why? Why Iron Man Three or Why Fifty Shades? No, Why Fifty Shades Darker? Horn Dogs. I guess so. That's, I mean, it's an interest. it's a fascinating sociological yeah, study, Yeah, so they look at humanity. Yeah. <laughs> or lack thereof. To, to reflection of ourselves and our shortcomings. Yeah. This is, um, I mean, this is kind of ties into what we're going to talk about in the next half of the episode for later this week, but last night the Emmys happened. Oh yeah, they right? sure did. Yeah. Supposedly. Yep. Suppos- supposedly to you, certainly to me. <laughs> I have no proof. And uh, Game of Thrones won Best Drama, I'm going to spoil that, sorry. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, George R. R. I mean, weren't they nominated for like every category yeah, that were. didn't have the word comedy in it? Um, George R. R. Martin uh, was backstage. They were talking to him, the author of Game of Thrones. Did he die? No, he didn't. Um, and he, they were asking him because they now have season seven and eight to go, and then that's it. Oh, really? Yep, that's going to be it. Um, Maybe I'll were, finally watch it. Right, and they asked him about uh, you know what could come next, and he said. Well, I got thousands of pages of history of this world that I've I've written. We could always do a prequel. So there might be a prequel. But then again, he also has two books to still write. So what do you think? You think it's ever going to happen? When I look at that man upon his face. Yes. That is the face of a man who should not be standing. Oh, he should be dead, you mean? Yes. Okay. That is the face of a man who will die in the next few months. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, we're not wishing that he dies. No. I am astonished and grateful right. that he has made it as far as he has. Yes. Um, yeah, I know. Every time. That, I mean, the other thing is you look at him and you're like, oh, that guy's knocking on death's door. He's going to tip. And he still has to write mm-hmm. the books for, that are going to serve as yeah. season seven well, and if, season If he eight. had just let it slip that he's already written them and he's just holding out, that would be one thing. Because, like, if he kicks. We could, could just, just publish him. Right yeah, now. exactly. Yeah, but he hasn't even written them. What but then th- he says, "But then he says, but we could always do prequels." And I'm like, "Focus, <laughs> George." What do you think? Do you think if he died today, yeah, knock, knock on wood, would the show tank, or do you think it would get better, or do um, you think it would be the same? Well, season six, this past season that just got done, they say. It's like been the best season yet and it's the one but that he's they, writing it right but he has been writing now they caught up to him because he's had like writer's block or something for the past 10 he's been years living off something. that cocaine and hookers yeah he has uh living that sweet hollywood life in those sweet hollywood hills and those sweet hollywood pants <laughs> those sick hollywood glasses sick sick hollywood glasses that sick hollywood beard and that weird hollywood, hollywood hat beanie. What the hell was I even talking about? Was right it going to be good or bad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They caught up so to him. So they caught up to him. They caught up to them and they were writing it. So he has like the outline of the story set. And and he's told the he's told the showrunners how it's going to how it's going to end yeah. and and what he wishes for the characters and yes. they have followed that even so, but they I think they even surpassed it. Like they got done with season 6 before the book has come out. Or before the book came out. I don't know where it is exactly. But they're caught up. 
So, so at this like, point, it's going to move faster than the books. So does he coach them or something and say he this has is... an outline? Like he has an does outline. Does he give of... them the outline though? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he works. He works pretty closely with them on the show. He's not a writer on the show. Yeah. But he works like every time you see them, he's with them for the, for the most part. Like on all the awards and everything like that. He's always up there with them and everything like that. Do you think he hasn't written any more books because he makes so much more money off the show? No. Like, do you think it's more worth it for him to work on the show than on the books? No, I think he doesn't write any... I think he doesn't write the books because he's afraid that... um, Now expectations are so high for the last two that it's not going to meet. Yeah. Um, Because the... People forget these books have been around for years yeah. before it became a TV show and became a giant hit. Yeah. And he would have been he it was easy enough for him to just kind of like pop one out and sit on it for a while and take his time with it because no one was really noticing. Like they yeah. were doing they were doing fine and they had a, you know they had a, a following. Well, they're kind of like Star Wars in that sort of like fl- they're the flavor of the week with sort of a twist. Yeah, like Star Wars was just another sci-fi movie right, right, just right, another right. action space movie yeah and for like, some reason it just caught on to the cultural yeah. zeitgeist yeah. and this is like another lord of the rings movie it is well that's the thing it's like his the books themselves he'd they've been around for a while right. and so but you know like i said there was a big fan base for the books but it was, it was obviously following. it was not yeah, yeah it, was it was not that it was a small cult following. um so he could write one and like not put another one out for a little while yeah. and not worry about it but now he's on a time crunch like it has to be out he has to write a book a year. Yeah. And only Stephen King does that. Like, that nobody else, no other writers in the genre or really in almost any genre yeah. can pop out that And even quality. Stephen King. Yeah, and even <laughs> Stephen, who is now like the Woody Allen of, of writers. Yeah. Like, there's always like, there's like one really good one and then there's one yeah. that's like pretty good. This but one's not, about a stool. Yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like whatever kind of pops into his head and yeah. then... You know, every once in a while someone's like, this is brilliant. And then the next one they're like, I mean, you, you know, the next one will be fine. So yeah. just read this one anyway. But I think, so I think there's that. I think there's the pressure of he has to, re- and also the pressure that now he can't really divert from whatever his outline was. Right. You know, the freedom of a writer is that you can write whatever you want and you can outline your story. But if in the creative process you fi- you feel a character going in a different direction and that takes it into new and interesting territory that you want to explore, you can do that. Yeah. He can't. He can't really do that now. Yeah. Like, if he built the whole thing around Jon Snow being alive and not dying again at the very end. As spoiler the alert. Yeah, spoiler alert for a thing that hasn't happened yet. Well, you said again. Oh, well, oh, come on. Everybody knows it. We don't even watch the show, and I said that fact. That's true. So, but if that's what the whole thing is built around. Yeah. Like, they're like, well, this guy's under contract. We're building sets. You can't now say, oh, Jon Snow dies. Like, I, we got to kill Jon Snow again, like, halfway through season eight. They're like, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. We have script writers writing scripts about this. Right. No, so there's a whole added pressure to it, which I think is, like, I mean, but I thought that was interesting. Like, they want to do a prequel. And I'm like, we haven't even finished. Let's yeah. finish one thing first. Yeah. No, that's a good um, call. Yeah. And they say, I mean, season, they say season seven and eight are going to be bigger and badder than ever, which basically to me is code for them saying we read the internet and if we find you like a character we're gonna kill him just just to let you know everybody brian cranston wants to play mr sinister and i support brian cranston wanting to play mr anybody he wants yeah same um so uh 
he wants to play Mr. Sinister. He was quoted a while ago as saying that he would really like to play... Not a, he said an original character. Right. Um, but I guess what he meant was a character that just hasn't been... Been played yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, evidently, he had been offered the role of Commissioner Gordon, and he turned yes. it down because... Well, he's done the voice for Commissioner Gordon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he turned it down because there are so many other versions that he, right. he wouldn't want to be compared to that. But um, when it was announced that Mr. Sinister was going to be an old man Logan, probably, or at least Wolverine 3... Um, he said, see, that's the kind of character I'd really like to play. And depending on who you ask, it has or it hasn't been cast yet. It looks like it's going to be an actor by the name of Richard E. Grant. Um, mm, I gotta look up a picture. Because yeah, that name sounds familiar to me. I don't know who it is. But he's been cast as a character, and people are believing that that character is Mr. Sinister. Mm. Um, Mr. Sinister was uh, is a character who traditionally in the comics was created by Apocalypse. Um, obviously, that's... Wait, nope. Apocalypse? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm in DC mode. I'm thinking of po- Apocalypse the Planet. You're talking about Apocalypse the X-Men character. Yes. Okay, go on. <laughs> it's created by Darkseid. Um, <laughs> no, he was created by uh, Apocalypse. Uh, he sort of... Apocalypse needed, like, another version of himself, basically, so he just found this guy and gave him a bunch of powers. You said Robert E. Grant? Yes. Richard E. Grant. Oh, okay. Did I say Robert? You said Robert. Or you might have said Richard... I mean, there's no way to know. It's not like we're recording this or anything. Brian Cranston wants to play Mr. Sinister... But it's probably, depending on who you ask... Uh, oh, I know this guy. Oh, okay. I do know this guy. Yeah. How do I know this guy? I've seen him and stuff. I'm trying to think what I know him best from. Keep going. Keep talking. Um, so, what do you think are the odds if he doesn't get cast as Mr. Sinister? Uh-huh. What? That's what I know him from. Okay. He was in Downton Abbey. He's British, so he had to have been in Downton Abbey. Makes He's sense. He's in Downton Abbey. If... He is not offered the role of Mr. Sinister. Uh-huh. I think that vastly increases his chances of being scooped up by DC or Marvel instead of Fox for X-Men, right? Uh, yes, I think so too. Because if, if, if just logistics, like Fox only has X-Men and Deadpool and Fantastic Four... Yeah. What Which I mean, they're the, not going to do for a while. They're not right. going to do Fantastic Four for a while. Deadpool, I don't see him fitting in anything in Deadpool. And but so he could do that, or he could do an X Men movie. But they can only put out like so many. Well, X-Men here's movies. the thing. That's exactly yeah. right. So so the next movie that's going to come out is probably going like the next one that's casting is going to be probably a DC or a Marvel movie. Yes. What do you think, knowing that he <clears throat> wants to play a character that has not been portrayed before? Right. Um, what character do you think he he would or should play? Okay. What he would play, I could see him... I don't know what character, but I could see him popping up in a Green Lantern Corps somewhere down the line. Because they'll probably... Think he'd be one of the Guardians. I, you know what? He could he could be all of the Guardians yeah. if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they just have him play all yeah. of the Guardians. That'd be a good idea. Um, I'm trying to think of a really good DC pro. You know who he should play... And it'll never happen. It's Reed Richards. He'd be, I think he'd make a great Reed Richards. Yeah? Yeah. I think he'd make a really good Reed Richards. I think he's a little old for it. But th- uh, but that's what I think is the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that you have this patriarch... Because Reed Richards is always per- portrayed in the comics as like a patriarch yeah. of the heroes. And I think that's what you need now. Because you're always casting young. like and, Yeah. Um, Except for the one time you didn't cast Young, which was Robert Downey Jr. Look how that worked out. Yeah. But, you know, we, so we have Logan and the X-Men, who is like one patriarch figure in that 
universe. Yeah. And then you have no one else. Right. Really. I no, mean, that's Professor true. X, but yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. let's give that universe something else. So, something to anchor it. No, Because you have Logan who is so... Anyway, we... Uh, you know what we could talk about? Because we're going to talk about Old Man Logan in a little bit. Oh, later. yeah. I, I was going to say also... Um, that yeah, he would be great as basically anyone in an old man Logan, right? Like, as as maybe an as older old anybody, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he'd be a great present day Reed Richards, actually. Yeah, I All think right. that'd be fantastic. Sounds good. Um, where was I in my notes? Oh, oh, oh! This is my last bit of news. This I got, is exciting I got a news. Few more things. But. Okay. All right. But I feel like this might be one of your your items. Um, Might not. I don't think I have anything that elicits that response. There was a new Star Wars Rogue One hiring. Did you hear what it was? No. So we are going to have the first Star Wars movie not scored by John Williams. Oh. Yeah. Scored by Michael Giacchino. Do you know who Michael Giacchino is? <laughs> you, were gonna, you weren't even going to let me answer. You were just going to keep talking. Go for it. No, go ahead. He was... Um, the actor who portrayed Barney in Barney and Friends. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, he's going in a different... No! He, um... Where's my pizza? He's a... I would say he's the, the closest modern-day composer to John Williams. Oh, really? Um, well, he yeah, scored, that makes sense. He scored Lost. <laughs> okay. The show yeah. Lost. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, because now I cannot for the life of me, think of one of his credits, even though I know his name. Through. Oh, he scored Ratatouille. Oh, okay. Um, he scored a lot of the Pixar movies. Sure. Up. So Up, that famous, the piano music. Yeah. Thing, that That's him. Oh, he composed Star Trek. Which, what? The new ones. Oh, okay. The, All of them? Uh, I believe so. Jurassic World. Oh, wow. Tomorrowland. Okay. Yeah, uh, wow. the planet, the new Planet of the Apes movies. Got quite a roster. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's great. Yes, he did. So that famous Star Trek theme that they have now, the yeah. French horn one, that's yeah. him. All right, nice. Um, so he's going to be doing Rogue One, which is, I think is pitch perfect, pun intended, of a hiring because he is someone who is very like he creates very identifiable, identifiable themes. Um, he the same way that. John Williams yeah. creates themes that become characters themselves. Mm-hmm. He can do this. Okay. So I think this is going to be good. And I well, think it fits. They, they played music in the trailers for Rogue One that I imagine are his. I They might or might not be because they're just variations on the John Williams themes. Oh, that's if you true. Listen to them. That's true. Um, which I would imagine he's going to incorporate in some way. Sure. But he's very good at taking those things and just. You know, morphing them in a, to a totally different animal. Yeah. Um, so that's really exciting. Oh, I did skip over. Oh, whatever. Anyway, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's good. Sorry, I just realized I skipped over one of my news items, which I could come back to later. What do you got? Uh, well, there's a fan, an interesting fan theory that's been going around the internet, uh, and one of the reasons I bring this up is actually because, uh, well, a couple reasons. One, I do love a good fan theory. You know, they're this pretty good. I, I, I like them too. Theory. They're pretty good. If they usually don't hold up too well, but this is one that actually I didn't think was a theory. This is one. So we talked about Stranger Things. Last yes. Week. Okay. I love fan theories, and I love Stranger Things. Bring it. So there's a fan theory that I just assumed was a fact about the show. Like it's something that I just sort of gleaned from the show, and I assumed this was the case it's not something we talked about last okay. time about. um the theory is that the demogorgon and 11 are the same person or at least that they are one in the same what so 
there are a couple things to support this. One is that the Demogorgon isn't created until Eleven is given her abilities. Um, they, they both meet not on the regular Earth and not in the Upside Down, but in its own sort of dark vacuum. And at the end, not yes. only... Spoiler alert, by the way. This is yeah, going to be yeah, a big yeah. spoiler for Stranger Things right at the end. So if you haven't watched it, you really should. Just skip ahead like 20 seconds and I'll be done. Um, but uh, they both die at the same time. Yeah. Um, and in fact, when you look at it, when she puts her hand up, the Demogorgon puts the same hand up towards her. They mirror each other. Um, when she's when that's about to happen. Really? Um, there's a bunch of stuff like that. I mean, I I sort of assumed that. The the what I drew from the upside down is that there is an upside down everyone, uh-huh. and one cannot exist for very long in the other world. So I assumed that the Demogorgon was the upside down eleven, and that there are upside down characters of all of us because there's upside down buildings, there's upside down yeah. towns, yes. trees, plants. Yes. So why not people? But, and you and the upside down versions of all these people are just these crazy yeah demogorgon just other piece. yeah other creatures of some kind because all the buildings fucking because all the buildings don't look like the regular buildings they're no they look like they're yeah, decaying yeah. or yeah. covered in plants or something um, the lights are different right. that sort of thing. Um, it doesn't quite explain why there's no one, why it's like a desolate town, other than there's a demo, there's an upside down eleven who's evil, who's just killed everyone. You know what right. I mean? Then maybe that would explain it. Who's just like destroyed every every living thing in the upside down of that city. Hmm. But that's the that's the theory. Is that I, I I've actually delved into it more than I've read. That's right. that's what I've gleaned. So, of. so did you when you watch Stranger Things? Did you first? think that that was the case and then read a fan theory and you're like oh yeah well i just read the theory uh today i think or, or yesterday and yeah when i was watching it i i sort of started to pick up oh this thing was created when she got her powers at least and that they're they're at least connected in some way See, i always thought that that they were separate because um for instance when she goes into that ta- like right before she goes in that tank with the helmet yeah, yeah, yeah. thing that they because that Matthew Modine comes to her and says, today's a very exciting today. Today we make contact, Mm. which signaled to me like, this is a thing they've known about. That they're trying to get separate from 11. Could be. Yeah. And they have found that 11 has the, is, has the ability to transverse into that. But to me, contact is this other world. But that's what I mean is, is contact in some way with this other world, but she's not, it's I not, think the reason that she's in that dark in that dark place yeah. is because she's not physically going into the into the other realm. She is mentally um, transporting herself. She's kind of astral planing it. Right. So it's not going to necessarily appear. She's not going to appear in that world. Like she's just being connected to that beast via mental link. Okay, that's, I mean, that's valid. I don't think that's the case. I I mean, I I think it will end up being the case because I don't think they've thought this far through. Um, But another thing that is interesting is after she is given the ability to, and again, I think make contact refers to the other dimension that they're going to, not necessarily the the animal or the monster. Well, no, I don't think it's that. Hear me out, hear me out. So I don't think it's necessarily that that animal, it's that place. Right. And once they have given her the ability to cross over, Mm -hmm. the Demogorgon has the ability to cross over. Yeah, but he... Just by coincidence. Right, but he 
physically crosses over through... He physically crosses over into our world from the Upside Down. True. She only crosses over via her mind. Which would actually help further the point that they are anti-versions of each other. That he can't do it mentally and she can, and so she can't do it physically. It's like Nega 11. It's like matter and antimatter. Yeah. Which they sort of talk about when they they talk about the balancing beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. I mean, it's definitely... I don't know that this is even something that the, the Duffer brothers have even thought of. Um, oh, I'm sure it's not. But it's definitely, like, it has weight. Like, yeah. that's what I like. Is I like a good fan theory. Yeah. And I love the ones that have weight. Definitely. Like, that, that could actually be true. Like, my favorite is the Pixar theory. The yeah. famous Pixar that's theory. that's a good one. Which, if you look, like, I know it's total bullshit, but if you watch all the movies, it everything follows through on that. It, it is starting to feel like... We're trying to make that work every time a movie comes out. Yeah. We're like, okay, I mean, okay, but this one. But this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, it works up until The Good Dinosaur. Because yeah. that was the one, that, the first one to come out after the Pixar theory came out. So it kind of falls apart there. But I love that closed loop, and it yeah. does kind of work. Yeah, it um, sort of does. Especially because Pixar keeps putting references of other movies into right. their movies. By the way, for anyone listening who doesn't know what the Pixar theory is, I'll prob- I'm, I feel like there should be an episode where I just talk about the Pixar theory. That's a good idea. But in a nutshell, the Pixar theory is that all of the Pixar movies are connected in the same world along the same timeline, and that it's all linked because... Spoiler alert? I don't know if you give a spoiler alert for a fan theory, but but because the little girl from Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. is actually the witch in Brave. And I will explain how that works at another time, yeah. but that but it all closes a loop and that it's all it all like works together. Um so but anyway, the point was I do love fan theories that have weight. And this has actual weight. Like yeah. I could totally see this working. Yeah. Um, you don't really have to fudge much. No, you don't. And it's one of those things where, like, if you choose not to believe it, it's still the show is still much as fun, still as much fun. Yeah. And if you choose to believe it, it makes it more fun. Yeah. So I'm all I'm all for that. I like that theory. I don't know if I believe it, but I do like it a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. What's, yeah. what's your other thing? That um, you the last thing, the thing that I skipped. Oh, um, uh, Spawn. Uh, Todd McFarlane. In an interview, I think this past week, um, said that he—I mean—he announced on Facebook a little while ago that he had finished a, sh- a new Spawn script for a movie, for a movie, um, and that this one would be quote darker and R-rated. Um, Wasn't the last one R-rated? No, it was PG thirteen. Really? Yeah. That seems like an odd choice. Explains a lot of especially why they do well. Well, especially with creepy Danny DeVito. Like, yeah. I can't imagine that creepy Danny DeVito. That was not Danny DeVito. John Leguizamo. Yep, that's the one. You're thinking of Batman Returns. No, I'm still thinking... That's Danny DeVito. Oh, In in spirit. The character is Danny (laughs) DeVito. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, so he also said it's not going to be a sequel. It's going to be a reboot, which is for the best. Yeah, Um, it's like 20 years ago. But here's the thing. is like, he came out and he's like, yeah, this is going to be darker. It's going to be R-rated. It's going to be awesome. Um, there's no studio attached to it. There's no release date. There's no cast. There's no nothing. So for all we know, uh, Todd McFarlane is just talking out his ass. I think apparently he's had this script for like a while. Or he's been like working on the script for a while. After that last movie, I remember it just being really bad. I I mean, I was, I was very young. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. And I was very young, but I remember walking out of that going, what? 
probably John Leguizamo's best role when you consider, like, how far of a stretch it was. Is there Martin Sheen in that? I have no memory of that. I think he is. Pizza's here. Probably. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even pause it. You're all gonna live with us getting pizza. If you're listening out there, get yourself some pizza. Get a nice pizza and some cold Pepsi. You can join. Oh, you took my pen again. Ah, oh, that's true. I am about to get pizza. Are we gonna edit this out? Are we not gonna edit this out? That's really the question. You know what? If we didn't edit this out, just fast forward. I mean, who gives a shit? Really? You get the podcast for free, so, you know, you get what you pay for. I'm just talking to them. What are they saying? Do you only give you Pepsi? Maybe. Oh, Do you cool. want something else? No, that's good. I ordered pizza from a Pepsi place. Oh, nice. Um, what's your, uh, yeah, that's all I had. What's this? It was a uh, spawn script that may or may never happen. There you go. Um, I mean, but what I was, yeah, what I was going to say is that I can't imagine. Like I don't, I don't blame any studio for not being like Spawn. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's not. I mean, the character the, it, that movie happened when Spawn was at its hottest. Yeah. Like that was the the flavor of the year that year. Well, and we keep seeing like I, I'm kind of I'm a little surprised that. Someone didn't go dark R-rated superhero movie. Yeah, let's we'll give you all the money you want. Yeah, I'm surprised about that. But I'm at the actually, but at the same time, Batman versus uh, Superman was a much darker version, and people didn't like it. So. Well, what I'll say, well, I mean, Spawn does seem like a natural fit for a darker R-rated version of mm. it. What I think is, I don't know, I can't even tell you who owns Spawn. What studio owns the rights to Spawn? Like Fox, if any. Fox has their has Deadpool, and they it took a lot of pushing to get them into it. But they have once they got pushed into it, they're like, "We're Fox. We can give money for this." I don't think any, I don't think any company owns. Yeah, I don't know who owns the movie right. I don't so think, I don't know I who's gonna. I think it's Todd McFarlane. Does he own that? On it, I think right? so because you would have to keep making the movies in order That's to keep true. the rights. And we've had like yeah. four so shitty really it's Fantastic like, Four movies. He's like. I could make a, a dark R-rated movie and the, who wants to pony up the dough yeah. and everybody's like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I could see like Lionsgate being like, I'll give you 10 thou for it. Yeah, <laughs> Lionsgate could probably actually do that really well. Yeah. They, they do all the Saw movies and they do dark They do dark and gritty really well. And uh, what are those movies? Hunger Games? Yep. Yeah, so, there you go. so they can do big budget and they can do dark. Yeah. And combine those two and that's two great tastes that taste great together. I've got like four more that I'm gonna try and Rattle them run off, through. We're hungry. Yeah, Superman supposedly, depending on if you believe Henry Cavill's agent yep. has a sequel. He, yeah, they keep saying that. I'll believe it when I say. But it. supposedly he's working on it right now. Okay, supposedly sure. Henry Cavill, because they said Henry Cavill's been very busy, and then he named off like three things, and the last thing he named off was the Superman sequel. Yeah, sure. Next, Rob Lowe confirmed in Super Troopers Dose. Yeah, they came out with somebody else. I forget who. Some woman who's playing a French woman in Super Troopers Dose as well. It's it's, it's probably a Canadian. Yes. Because he, uh, Rob Lowe, is going to be playing Guy Lafranc, who Ooh. is a former hockey player and the mayor of a small Quebec town. Oh, I can't wait for this movie. Yeah. This movie's shipping up so much <laughs> oh, better good. already. Another piece of information. Uh, if you ever want to see any of the Star Wars movies on uh, you know basic television, yeah. you will only be able to see them on TNT or TBS because they just bought the television rights from Lucas uh, for uh, those two stations. I they, mean, what does it make the prequels better but commercial breaks? They paid for t- Tyler Perry shows. <laughs> 
<laughs> they paid $250 million to have the, the exclusive rights to show it on TV. Big Mama gets the force. Until 2022. Uh, Big Mama and the Young Padawan. Please stop. My hangover can't take it. Big Mama's got Metachlorians. Big Mama's Ewok Adventure. Oh, actually, I would pay money to see Big Mama's Ewok Adventure. What else you got? The last piece of info, yes. the last piece of news that I have is, uh, this is going to be the second time we've talked about comics on this podcast. In All the right. News. They're, they're making a Monsters Unleashed uh, series now. Okay. This will feature, let me just read the quote. Uh, it's a quote from Entertainment Weekly. Um, they've said this will, quote, feature a massive simultaneous attack on the Marvel Universe by all of these monsters. That's right, all of them. And it's all the monster characters from the Marvel Universe. This includes Fin Fang Foom, Devil Dinosaur, and Groot. This is taking place in the... In the Marvel Universe. In the Marvel comic universe. Yes. Okay. So Really? Yeah, so all these monsters are just going... Basically every monster... That's quotes, actually kind of cool. That oh, Marvel really has created is going to have... They're all going to band together and just attack the MCU. That's going to be Marvel. actually fantastic. Yeah, I'm all, it sounds I'm really all for cool. that. That sounds really amazing. Uh, they released a promotional <laughs> image uh, that was made by Steve McNiven that features a number of the giant monsters fighting regular-sized Avengers. Just I'm going to cool. look it up. I should look it's it up. pretty cool. It. That's awesome. And that's what I got. That's it? That's the news? That's the news. That's the... the Tuesday Newsday on Happening Wednesday. on Wednesday. Oh, I think I released it Tuesday night. Or no, just, you released it on Wednesday. Yeah, did I, did I sleep through it? I yeah, because I, I think you put it... Uh, who cares? doesn't matter. Anyway, listen, you get the news when you get the news, all right, you ungrateful bastards? That's going to do it for us for this time. We're going to come back later this week. Hey, real quick, where can they find us? Uh, usually in my kitchen. Yeah, all right. Eating pizza. Yeah. Uh, we're on soundcloud.com slash the media, media lunch, lunch break. break. Is the name of the show. Theme Dial Lunch, lunch Break. Yeah. We're on uh, themedialunchbreak.com. We're on twitter.com slash... Nope. At? Twitter has the ats. Well, I think it's still slash. Like okay, it's, it's twitter.com sure. slash media lunch break. I don't actually have Twitter. I don't know how uh, to use Twitter. <laughs> I don't know why I corrected you. If, you. if you ever want to send us a tweet, you can send us that at media lunch break. That's our handle. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also on Patreon or Patreon, Patreon. Depend, depending on what country you're from. Yeah. Uh, and that is uh, patreon.com slash the media lunch break. If you like uh, chipping in a, a, a dollar or maybe $500 or maybe $1,000 or listen, maybe chip in a, a couple sandwich. of bucks and you can listen to us order more pizza. Send us half eaten soup. Yeah. Ooh, whatever, whatever you like. I like a good soup. A- what about a bad soup? You know what? I'll even take a bad soup. Are we on anything else? Bisque. A nice bisque. I don't would think be that's good. Um, I think that's it. Gazpacho Ugh. is really nice. Gross. On a hot day. Come uh, on. No way. Yeah, Cold really soup. Mm. Um, I think that's it. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, Do that. Oh, yeah. And Google yeah. Play Music. And we're also on YouTube, although we don't. It's just YouTube.com slash and then a bunch of random jargon until yeah, we get so 100 just subscribers. So just, just search us yeah, out just, on, yeah. on that. Just Google the media lunch break and click something that works for you. Yeah, anything. First things that come up. I don't care. Just whatever. Did you want to give a shout out to our our confirmed listener? Oh, we do have one confirmed listener. Yes, and it's international, which I like. It's so oh, it sure exotic. is. Yeah, you go on. You, you give it a shout. <laughs> okay. You well, know what it is. She we, knows who she is. Yeah, that's true. We don't have to say anything. Yeah. No. She. So this is a, a great friend of ours by the name of uh, Cat O'Neill. It would be nice if it was someone we didn't know. But, uh, hey, listen, we'll take it where we get it. Yeah, this this person recently moved As to Australia. As we've told Kat many, many times. <laughs> this this particular person uh, recently moved to Australia. 
uh, where she's been living Throw out. another shrimp on the bobby. That's racist. That's so racist. Throw another boomerang at the kangaroo. That's what they do there, right? Sometimes. Yeah, they do. That's the <laughs> Nationals pastime. It's on the flag. That's, it's, the, it's the Australian baseball. <laughs> it's also the National Anthem. You know, we give her a shout out now. I'm pretty sure she's only going to listen to one episode and be like, oh, that was nice, and then just be done with this. My hangover can't wait any longer for this pizza. Yeah. So, hi, Cat. Thanks hi, Kat. for listening. We got to go now to eat pizza because Andrew's a massive alcoholic. Tell your friends, but don't let the Australian ones listen to this episode. Listen to the... It's going to be Australia's next national anthem. It's well, an hour-long podcast. Do you know their current national anthem? <laughs> they don't have one. <laughs> what, wait, what's the theme from Mad Max? <laughs> That's their... All right, everybody. I'm going to go in a corner and die. I'm going to go... Annoy Andrew because he's hungover. We're going to see you in a couple of days. Uh, Bye, everybody.